Have you considered the lasting impact that you're having on our world? Would you like to amplify that impact? Welcome to the Amplify Podcast. We talk with today's nonprofits and discover how they're making a difference and how you can do the same. Now your hosts, financial advisor, Josh Dorado, and attorney, David Morgan. So why don't you guys just tell us about yourself personally? I am Stephanie Terry. I am the executive director for Wealth Through Entrepreneurship for Black Businesses. And it is a new North Carolina nonprofit that came to being with my friend Dave Gold here. He was with me when I had an aha moment about a project that was born in his uh, space called the Commonwealth Organizing Heart-Powered, we call it, or Heart-Centered Entrepreneurs. And Dave and I realized that we were from the same tribe. At that time, I am also an entrepreneur. I owned a catering, a vegan catering company called Sweetie Southern and Vegan Catering. And due to the pandemic and my husband having health issues, basically we had to put it on the back burner. And I'm also a racial equity trainer and consultant. I've been doing that for about 25 years and doing community organizing for just as long. So I was in a low place with my business, having to rethink my business and wanting to work in a way that was a part of my purpose, my life's purpose. And it all happened wonderfully, but that's who I am. I've got children and grandchildren. I'm happily married. And it's just lovely again to be a part of uh, sharing this space with you. That's incredible. Wow. So it's interesting because I just did the about page for my website and I had to summarize 69 years and one page. So you're going to ask me to summarize 69 <laughs> crazy eclectic years in a few minutes. But I'll start at the end, which is really where Stephanie's and my life intersected beautifully. Although, as she said, and we're not being hyperbolic when we talk about the, the love and the connection that we feel for each other. It's very genuine, very natural, and just keeps expanding. And it's beautiful to find these co-journers and co-soul tribe people along. And also to be able to do that in a way that's doing good in the world, making no difference. So I feel incredibly fortunate to do that. Basically, to go back, I have over four decades of really crazy, fanatical, radical spiritual seeking behind me at the same time that I've been a trial lawyer, an entrepreneur, business mentor, and all that. So I've always had two paths, which is the internal path of wanting to know what life was about and what my place was in it. And also, because as my first teacher said, I wasn't meant to be a wood-shopping monk, to be very dynamically out into the world. And so my whole life has just been that intersection of what does that look like? And I see more and more people, by the way, whose lives intersect similarly to that. They have one foot in both worlds. Where before, through the 70s, 80s, 90s, and whatever, because again, I'm showing my age, which I confessed to early on. That was, I felt like a real pioneer without, just because it was mine to do. But then more and more, I just meet people. I'm like you, David, someone who is a lawyer, but at the same time has a really deep heart. And how does that, how do, how do you play both of those out in a way that I hate the word balance. You don't balance it. You just, it finds a new evolutionary intersection. The way that's manifest most recently is I started a business with uh, a former partner, also black, interestingly enough. And we called the entrepreneurs we were working with enlightened-minded entrepreneurs. And we have many different manifestations. But one of those, and this kind of gets to the origin story of, of what Stephanie and I are doing together in this particular circle was that after George Floyd, we had a podcast platform and other platforms and 
had both from the white black community, what the hell do, you know, what's, what's mine to do? What's the correct response? What do you do in this moment? And so we put together something similar to this kind of a round table with different black and white good people. And out of that, I felt a certain frustration actually, because I found that we were cemented in our roles and and those kind of very intense moments have a tendency to do that really exacerbate or highlight what it is, some of the primal or primary kind of things. And it was honestly is a lot of guilt. Oh my God, how could this happen among my white business, privileged business friends? And then, and some justifiable anger among Justin's kind of. Sure. And I was so unsatisfying. It's like, how the hell do you move forward from that? When you're just embedded in an emotion wow. and in a position like that, that's very authentic to your experience, but not necessarily conducive to a place of ease and confidence and constructiveness. And we began a program to help black entrepreneurs and basically to, and honestly, and I'm, I'm going to quit talking here if I can bear, do, do my discipline myself to do that, but just to bring up to this moment, we're almost to the end of this diatribe, <laughs> this exegesis. But we had a Commonwealth group, as Stephanie mentioned, which was a collection of, of higher minded. And you, I remember you attended a couple of meetings, so I don't talk more about it in your own impression. But anyway, what we realized is the, the, one of the most valuable things we could provide for black entrepreneurs was access to the networks that I just take and you and I take for granted. And Josh, again, I don't know, I know you're in on this, but I don't know who you are or what you do, but <laughs> so I'm not going to assumptively pull you into this. And so we started to bring black entrepreneurs into this and often through the sponsorship or the kind of oversight of other, of some of my white business friends. And and Stephanie came into my world and Stephanie was part of that program. And we'll talk more about that. But then what became clear to me was her whole life had been a preparation for this moment. And I want to talk more about her life. I don't want to steal her thunder. But in terms of everything she'd been through, everything she'd done, all she was, just her character, her heart, her incredible life experience and the breadth of it and the depth of it. And that, and we had a moment where I just thought, I watched her step into destiny. And we stepped in together. I don't want to make it seem like I orchestrate, I didn't orchestrate this. I was just, I was a beloved witness to something absolutely beautiful. Then Web Squared was born. That's amazing. So I like to think of myself as a, reflective and introspective person. And then you meet Dave Gold. (laughs) And uh, for a lot of you, you've heard him speak one time and you already know that. So I, I also find that so many people, they never even consider, you talked about being a part of a tribe, being in the same group, even spiritually, the both of you, how'd you come to find that out? I just love that. That's one of the first things you talked about. Something that I think a lot of people would have never considered their, their entire life, just go through um, not even thinking about that, but for you, that's something that you highlighted right away, the both of you. So tell me more about that. I think that's awesome. It's funny. You can go through your life just going through the motions. But there was a point in my life when I began to rethink who I was. There was who I thought I was, which was this skin, this body. and But then there was this really connected and like mysterious part of myself that I finally wanted to know more about. And so what I'm saying is that at some point somewhere in the midst of all my whatever, my journey, I began to identify more with myself as energy as, and I began to like look through that lens. And when I began to do that, and this was gradual, this was, I didn't have any call moment. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it was gradual, but when it began to happen, 
Rennie, who was a church secretary, and she's my colleague here in the uh, Web Squared. Like we do this, we're doing this together. But Rennie was uh, working with Dave and Rennie had been inviting me to the Commonwealth. And I was like, "Ah." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I came and, and it was just like the inside became out. Wow. And so where I used to see Rennie as just like a church sec- secretary, and I used to just see myself as a chef just cooking vegan food, we became who we truly are. Life has so much more meaning when you realize that what you see with people is just the tip of the iceberg. And when you can hold that space for the miracles to emerge from the ordinary, it just becomes a completely different way to be. Finally, at 52, I'm sitting in that. That's so good. (laughs) So tell me how you take that beautiful way of being and turn it into what you guys have built. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that occurred to me when, and you may about to bring me back to your question, because what is authenticity is contagious. Vulnerability is contagious. And I think that's what Stephanie stepped into in the Commonwealth group. Was it, oh, there's, these are people that are like authentic and vulnerable, et cetera. And interestingly enough, I, I have to go back and, and she's black, I'm white. I think people probably figured that out by now, but <laughs> since this is not a video podcast, let me, it's spoiler alert. And so one of the things that my former partner and I were working on was programs we could bring in where, because we had a very bantering, friendly, a very authentic way of, st- I, I would talk to, I'd ask him questions that I wouldn't. Never thought I could ever ask a black guy, you know, mm-hmm. and so white guy. So it was like, how do we bring this kind of ease and authenticity and lack of like self-consciousness? Can I ask Stephanie? She asked me that. Can we tell her that part of the story? How do we bring that out? And I found that there was an authentic, it's almost like an authenticity limit in terms of what, what that could be. Her blackness, my whiteness, it's, it's part of who, it's just something. But there's something so much deeper, the true connection that people have when they're meeting an authenticity and vulnerability and, and for a higher purpose, you know, whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be grandiose. It just could be, I, don't want, I just want to connect with you. When you meet in that way, then everything that could be a pediment actually just, it becomes the spice. It flavors it. Mm-hmm. And so that what we have is we just you know, happen to love each other and care and work. We're not just all love each other. We work like hell when we need to. And we're smart business people at the same time, which is beautiful. Not to leave your common sense behind when you step into a higher dimension. But it's really the authenticity of the basis. And then that is the way that, that is the way that you get an understanding. Yeah. That rather than coming in and having an orchestrated diversity program where we go, maybe that'll come in. Maybe something historical is important. And things will, but things will actually be, re- what needs to change or to be reevaluated in order for us to evolve in a, in a, in t- into oneness will reveal itself in the, in the authentic conversation. Yeah. So that's what happens is we'll talk and, oh, hey, here's an, here's an old piece of, I'm, I'm the 69 year old white guy. I got racist. I got ID. I know I'm going to pretend I'm not. Right. Right. I see it all the time and it just comes out. That's who I am. I don't have to pretend to be something else. But it's not, oh, I got to get rid of this or Stephanie and I won't get along or I'm going to offend her. It's not, it's going to merge. She say, we'll lift it up. We'll talk about it. So there's something about modeling and authenticity and care and all this stuff that these things emerge. And then if I'm going to turn it back, she's ready to go and I'm ready to shut up. But the thing is, she's developing the programs that can contextualize this and formalize this. 
So it's not just, oh, we're just going to talk. It's once it's revealed, okay, how do we scale it? How do we bring it out of the world? How do we replicate it? Mm-hmm. We're not called to be anything other than what we are. But there's some things that we all have in common. And I think we've been conditioned and socialized to always focus and prioritize what makes us different. And what makes us different is it is like spice. It's something beautiful. But there are some ways of what it means to be a human being that that are so central to who we are as human beings. And so when I am in conversation with anyone, it's always about trying to figure out what are those shared values that we all have. Now, the strategies, the way we express those values may be different, but we've got some shared values. And that's, those shared values are strong enough that you can really identify with them. I would say we all want to be free. We all want to feel safe. We all want to feel like everybody. I don't care who you are, what culture, race, ethnicity. We all have that. Now, how we get to those? When you're working towards a shared goal, which is what Commonwealth is and what Web Squared is, we're working towards a shared goal and we have our differences, but we have our shared values. Through that work, through getting to that goal, we get to know each other. We get to know each other in a real way. And it doesn't require trading anything that you don't want to to give up. It's just when you know someone, like I got people in my family that (laughs) (laughs) I could do with that, but I love them because I know them. And so it's just really that simple. With the entrepreneurs, I get excited. I get to help entrepreneurs make their dreams come true. That's amazing. And I don't have all the answers, but people in our network, everybody contributes. And so everybody's important. We're building a, a, we call it a community, but I want to call it a village of people that care about people. And yeah, we just want to live our dreams. And this is a long goal. Like we do have some specific missions. Like we want to do our part to close the racial wealth gap. It's a lot planned, but more organic. We're learning along the way. We trust the goodness in people and we're a learning community. So we're going to make mistakes, but we're going to learn from them. I think the value that is our true north is interdependence. So while we're independent, we know that we're a part of something larger. And so we have to figure out how to create systems and structures where we're creating a harmony. So I know that sounds crazy, but I'm being dead That's serious. Crazy. And, and I, so there's an alchemy to this. It's the only word I could use. There's magic to it. Okay. And one of the, you know, watch words, we have, catch words, phrase we have is the energy that goes into a thing becomes a thing itself. It's like, we didn't set out, oh, we're going to build a black entrepreneurship dynasty. We responded. We just responded to love and opportunity in the next moment, respond to love and opportunity in the next moment. And that is part of the magic of what's happened. And it's beautiful because yeah, sure. You want to plan, you want to structure, you can vision board, you want to do all, you know, it makes you feel good. Fine. Maybe something will come out of it. But basically what's going to happen is you're going to take the next step and you're going to be met by the, by the, oh, all that wants to create, help you cope in every dimension you can imagine. And I'm not afraid anymore to say, I feel it's a multidimensional partnership. We, we're not smart enough to, we're not smart enough to figure this out. There's no way in hell. Right. Even whatever we got, we did, we got a lot of help 
And it's, it's a partnership. It was something you want to that, tell. That just sounds so amazing. I feel like the first question that people would have, and this makes the most sense, and it's beautiful, like between you two, but how do you take that and you turn it into something that's organizational? Like, how would you, how are you doing that? Well, first things is we got to conversate. We got to know each other. So we have a program called Conscious Conversations. And we we believe, well, I believe, let me say I We know. Come on. We know <laughs> that two things, that the sincerest struggle to change anything starts with yourself and that everything can be discovered through dialogue, like just straight out talking. I think that is the most revolutionary thing that you can do is talk to someone and to find out like what happened to you on your journey who are you and make space for people to share their stories and when you do that amazing shit happens <laughs> i love we can yeah, curse on i'm so glad you didn't say that uh, <laughs> I, I curse i think there's a place for it it was the perfect word for that moment but it does like amazing things happen and this is what you make room for when you learn about someone, empathy immediately. Because when people share their stories, that's so sacred. That is so sacred. And usually there's something that you can relate to. And then you make room for the sacredness of the person. I call it their nobility to, 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 to stand in front of them. And, and then I can't plan it after that. But Something happens if you keep allowing space for that. Something happens that you just follow. How does Web Squared do that, like on a day-to-day basis? We are reaching out to organizations that are already aggregating Black entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs because we don't think we should reinvent the wheel. And we're having conversations and seeing where there's overlap where we can partner together. So collaborations are key. And then people like in our neighborhood, like for example, a pastor that I know, I was inviting him, we're having a big fundraising launch. So I was inviting him to it. And he said, hey, I got a guy, an entrepreneur that's trying to help us live stream our church services because it's the pandemic. He said, can you help him? And so he introduced me to him great guy. He works a full-time job and he's doing this, setting up a little studio, but mobile to help churches in his community be able to reach their congregants. I met him. His name is Mervin. And we meet twice a week after work. And we're just like little stuff. Helped him write a grant for, for small business. And then it just builds out. People know people. It's marketing, but it's... Very organic is what comes to my mind. Yeah, it is. And it just, David, just like you, it's what one, the energy attract. I mean, this is energy work. I, I, I know it sounds, but I mean, I'm like, I'm a, I've been a trial lawyer, I'm a businessman. It's not like I'm living up in the clouds. I got to make stuff happen. But it, it's energetic. And it's just like attracting you and you getting the 501c3 mm-hmm. for us because we just attract beautiful people. And one other thing I just want to say and on this, because it's kind of like, part of the partnership in the division of labor. It's just everybody puts into the pot what they've got in my own work. And I do a lot of personal transformation, individual transformational work is when you fully step into yourself, whatever that means in your story, when you step into yourself and really understand how life is perfectly prepared Her, I know, oh, Stephanie's life is web squared. I didn't know what it was called, but I knew that was that. 
and then you see what it is it's preparing you for, and they mutually inform each other. So, oh, I, I'm here to bring other entrepreneurs into it. But then you look at that and say, oh, that's why this happened. Mm-hmm. Where your life makes sense and your work makes sense. And you just, and it doesn't stop. I can't see no ceiling to it. And I feel that with you. I just feel, I, I watch the way the work that you do and the nonprofit, and the way you step in, your life makes perfect sense of what you're doing. And then what you're doing makes perfect sense of your life. Then energetically, that just starts attracting other people because that's what the universe wants for all of us. The universe wants all of us to step fully into ourselves and do what we can do and no one else can do the way we can do it. No one else can do what you do the way you do it. But only that will only become aware when you stop trying to be something you're not saying, oh my God, like I'm high strung. Oh, I wish I was. No, that's my energy. That's who I am. If I just, I spent my life trying to be something else, I did. So what the, no, this is fantastic. And then you get to play. You get to play being yourself with yourself you attract things and then you put best business practices to it. You're evolving those business practices because you don't want to bring the old stuff in. You want to bring what's there and then you want to constantly evolve it. I can tell you. Preach it. I, I do. Actually, I, I have a few questions, but this is, this is amazing and, and very intriguing all, all at the same time. And, I'm, and, and David has the benefit of knowing more of your story than I do. So I imagine I'm in the same situation as many of the listeners today. This is the first time we're hearing this and we're experiencing this. So let me just ask a couple of questions to, to maybe dumb it down for me a little bit. So, so I fully understand. So, so the actual name of the nonprofit is Web Square. Yes. Okay. And I can feel the energy coming from you too. And this is something that I, I feel people will be naturally drawn to, to want to be a part of. So for a moment, let's, I'm going to pretend that I'm a black entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. And um, just for our of you listeners he's not i'm not i'm actually i'm actually half hispanic and, and, and half white um so so i'm not a black entrepreneur yes i'm an entrepreneur <laughs> that part i was going to give you that half but not the other half thank you so let's assume I'm, I'm a black entrepreneur yes am i coming to you when i have an idea when i'm a startup am i coming to you when i'm established and i feel as though i've hit a ceiling and i want to have a breakthrough to reach the next level and, and what and i'm guessing you're going to say all of it but at what stage in my development do I come to you to be part of your tribe to get help? And then how are, how are you helping the entrepreneur to, to reach that next level or to gain that mastery of what's going on, that realization to, to help? Yes. Perfect question. So we've got three different uh, stages of entrepreneurs that we're able to service. So the first are the entrepreneurs that have, a, in the, I call it the ideation stage. Like they have a fantastic idea. They're probably still working a full-time job and may not know how to actually begin to get started to implement. And we say that's a critical stage because the uh, decisions that you make at that stage will determine your sustainability, your regenerativeness, like your profitability. So at that stage, This is more of like really connecting those entrepreneurs with um, similar companies that are are doing what they're doing. And we help them with business models, more models than plans. Like how does your business make money? Who is your market? What is your pricing strategy? How do you get your service or product to your folks? They may not have any of their licensing. There's just help around that. They may not have a pitch deck. So you will get that. These are some of the tangibles. They may not have any infrastructure for financials. So start that early. 
so that you won't be like how we were. We were always behind the eight ball with that. Then a marketing plan. Then we have what I call our entrepreneurs that it's a hobby or a hustle. They're like really good. They may braid hair. They may cook a mean sweet potato pie. They may be an awesome mechanic. So they're good at what they do, but they have absolutely no business acumen, like none. And they're making money, but it's like hand to mouth. Like they do it and there's just no infrastructure behind them. So those same things, but just from a different perspective. And then ask them, do you want it to continue to be a hobby or a hustle? But if you do, let's make it sustainable. And then the other is the way that my husband and I, we were the mom and pop. But we were the mom and pop that did everything. Like we did not have a plan to be able to hire people in a sustainable way or to be able to go into a bank and get that investment so that we could scale and actually manage what we were doing. And so those are like the three different stages of entrepreneurs. There are so many business aggregators. And what we want to do is, like I said, collaborate, partner. We're not doing all of that ourselves. There but here's what we'd offer. This is our uniquely valuable proposition statement. We offer powerful mindset training. All of us in here are pretty much entrepreneurs. And you know that you got to have grit and guts and smarts to be able to get through all those different stages and rely on yourself. But for Black entrepreneurs, you need more. You got to have that, but you also, there are uniquely different challenges and barriers around networks, around access to, to resources, and around information. The trainings that we offer center power back inside yourself. Like we take back our minds. What do I mean by that? It means that instead of associating power with money or status, we associate power with being. Right thought and really powerful attitudes and emotions. That requires some unpacking. That requires some understanding about like how we got here. That requires some understanding about how the human mind works. The more that you understand that, the more you have agency. And so when you bump up against these challenges, you understand how to become a powerful magnet to attract the things that you need. Or if you get into an emotional state, how to use tools that can negate them and get you working back up to a place of creativity and of agency. So you're able to work with entrepreneurs that are in all three stages. So let, let's just say the, the, when they first get started, the, the dependency stage, mm-hmm. moving on to the independent stage, and then finally the culmination of the, of the interdependence yes. and taking the next level. This all seems very interesting to me and very powerful. And I, I started working with a business coach recently where not as in-depth as you, Mm-hmm. but similar approach because anybody can go over how to do financials, how to get financing, how to market. He is mindset first mm-hmm. because you're right. If your thoughts aren't there and you don't know exactly what you want and who you are, you're chasing meaningless goals. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm hearing. So this sounds very powerful. Let me, let me ask one other question <clears throat> to those listening to this who are also moved by this because that last passage to me was very moving. And so wants to reach out to you. How can, cause I don't want to, I don't want this to get lost in, in the shuffle and we yeah. get at the end. How can somebody reach out to you? So we have a website, websquared.org. So that's web with two Bs, 
squared with the ed.org. You can reach out to me. My my contact information is on there. My phone number, 919-225-6187. You can call me. I, I like to talk. I work with my associate director, Winnie. She is a powerhouse. She's a creative artist, but she's also very left brain. So I was just reading something about Stephen Covey. I forgot which is like a hair, owl, rabbit, something. But we're a good combination. Like I can hold vision like you couldn't imagine. And, and I'm able to communicate that vision and she's able to execute it. And so we just work really well together. We, we're employing some of our entrepreneurs. Yay. So, awesome. yeah, we have a young woman. Her name is Mashala Salam. She's 25 and she has a media production company. So we also have a podcast called The Remedy. And, and yeah, so we help. So we employ Mashala to help us with our social media. In our communications, we have Evan. What's Evan's last name? Springfield. Call. Springfield. Thank you. He married last weekend, but he's a financial um, advisor, planner, and he teaches financial literacy to to young black kids. And he's going to be part of our financial literacy program because wow. we need that. So yeah, that's how you can reach us: websquared.org. And we, Dave, you did our 501c3, so we're still waiting for that, but it is, we have a 501c3, mm-hmm. and we're- The IRS is just a little less than fast, <laughs> I'll say. But we're in fundraising mode right now, and I'll tell you, honestly, we did not start this with money. We, we didn't. We just started to do the work. And by the grace of the universe, we figure out how to make each month. Dave doesn't like that. How do you know? (laughs) Because you're like, I want you to be stable, but we've got a plan. We're in fundraising mode to the end of the year. And at the beginning of the year, we're like officially launching our program. We've got about nine entrepreneurs. And I've decided that they're going to be case studies. Over that entire year, we want to be able to get them to next levels of success, and we want to journal that and learn from it, so that the, at the end of the year, we have something tested that we can then begin to expand. So I also want to rewind because what you said is really close to my heart. It's my life's work, and it's a phrase actually I've used. I've just it's the phrase of the month for my signature, but life cannot give you anything. Are willing to give yourself. A lot of what Stephanie's unpacking is, it's funny because yesterday I was, I, some people came in that I hadn't seen in quite a while, but she has a company where she's got a web squared for women. She's, it's called Diversify. She's bringing women in. We met with a venture capital guy and we were talking about what is it that stands in the way of having more seat level positions and boards. It's a lot of the same stuff. It's that they're, they've internalized, I'm not good enough. We all do it. You don't have to be black or woman or anything. I'm a white privileged male. I don't think I'm good enough. We have to we all have that voice. And, and, and life isn't going to give, if it's going to give it to you. You're not going to take it. So much of what, if what's done, I do personally, but also it's just built into the culture of what I do. Web Squared does is just, re, as my wife said, removing the self-imposed shackles that we put upon ourselves, the self-imposed limitations that we put upon ourselves. Until those limitations are gone, you can, we can shower. You're just not going to attract abundance. If it comes, you're going to piss it away. Are you going to think I don't deserve it? Are you going to sabotage yourself? Are you going to do something? And interestingly enough, in my own experience of life, is it's when I stop trying to be something that I wasn't. When we really just start seeing perfection of who we are 
that things that life starts to make sense, that opportunities abound and that you are now really in this co-creative process. And just like you said, it is the mindset because what, if as long as you're thinking, I'm not good enough, I got to do it. I'm, if you're coming from a, you know, I say I, the big transformation without getting too much is when seven years ago, I met a woman beyond my dreams and I loved her more than I feared changing. I loved her more than I feared losing my self-image as being not good enough and not being this. And then, and with that, once you love more than you fear, once you trust more than you feel scarce, everything changes. And so that's where we started with. It doesn't matter what our payroll, it, doesn't, it does. Yeah, hey, we got a business, we're building it. We're smart. We're really smart. I don't want to, that's what, the fact that we may be wise doesn't mean we're not smart. <laughs> okay. So we do this, but at the same time, what happened with Stephanie is she was one of four entrepreneurs that we brought into this program and she just right away she was the aggregate and they became a unit amongst themselves they became a self that's what i mean you start from where you want to finish the energy goes and they were self-sustaining they decided and stephanie was i say she's like the cub scout den mother she was the one that everybody could and then they aggregated and they started to self they started to to just do things themselves and to activate one thing that happens is the limitations start to strip away but then the ones that are still, the more subtle ones rise to the top to be stripped away again. And so you're not in this battle. Oh my God, I got to change. What the hell's wrong? Oh my God, I can't believe I made this mistake again. You just start saying, oh, this is just an opportunity for more and more love, more and more freedom. And then you start attracting. And, and that's the magic of, that's really the magic of Web Squared and magic of what we do. So I don't know if that answered your question, Josh, but I think what I feel with you is I can feel there's a part of you that's tired of living under this thing. I don't want to, you're just tired of the same old narrative. You're tired of thinking, I'm not, oh my God, I'm making the same mistake. Therefore, it's proving to myself that I'm no good. And then you just do that when we could both tell you individually and collectively and everything we're doing. What you're hearing coming out of us is just the love of being ourselves. <laughs> Preach it. We just love being ourselves. And then you attract people like the people that are in this room, like you guys. You know, I just thought you were another pretty face, Josh. I didn't know that you were. You got a big heart and soul and everything else. You just define yourself muddling into some of the most beautiful things in the world. So I had to bring that to the racial. That's, and again, you can realize how radical that is in this, in the racial climate. How can you come from a point of freedom? We're starting, she always says, and I'll go to her, start from unity. We start from unity. We start from, we start individually. We start from wholeness. We start from, no, I am a whole human being with, wounds or with whatever, but we're whole. We're not different. Stephanie and I are different. We are, we're all kinds of different, but I'm saying we're starting from wholeness. We're starting from unity. We're starting from love. And then we're built. And then whatever needs to happen where it doesn't manifest, we work from there, but you're free at the beginning. You're not, we're not waiting to be free. Right. We're not waiting to achieve something till we're good enough. We are starting from that. And we're that working. is magical. We're working from love, not for it. That's right. Ah, That's perfect. Got the last word. And I just want to say too, what you guys are doing is phenomenal. Yes. What you guys are doing in terms of being able to, to connect, you know, donors to, to people. It's beautiful. It's, it's just tremendous work and tremendously needed. And I think again, what I feel that you guys are fusing and, and doing is that you're, there will be attraction. There'll be a mutual kind of attraction. Sure. You'll go through the process, the vetting process, the matchmaking, whatever that could, whatever that is. I think more than anything, because you guys are coming from where we're talking about this pure motive and smart, we're being wise and smart at the same time. And it's a tremendous resource, both for 
donors who are looking for the right place, what's theirs to do give and also for those that need it. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing yeah. and also encourage anyone, if you are a donor and you really want to know, there's just a lot of heart here. And if you can feel attracted, you should be attracted to what they're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. I. I appreciate you coming in. I think this is going to wrap up uh, this episode of the, uh, the Amplify Podcast. <laughs> that was amazing. All right. Thanks for listening to the Amplify Podcast. Want to learn more about the Amplify program, your immediate and sustainable giving strategy? Are you a nonprofit looking to enhance your giving? Visit jtfinancialgroup.com slash amplify to schedule an introductory meeting.